Business Tech Weekly podcast episode number 27. everybody and welcome back to another episode of business tech weekly my name is cliff ravenscraft and my name is andy traub we're here each and every week for you the small to medium sized business owner or the just individual who wants to become more productive and effective in just about any aspect of your life we're going to talk a lot about uh, all sorts of things today in fact, uh, Andy, I'm pretty excited to talk about the very first uh, topic of the day, which is, of course, high-rise iPhone application. Can we say awesome? Yes, it is about stinking time. That was my comment on their their blog post, you know, announcing the the new. I logged into my high-rise this morning and it had the as they usually do an update right as you log in, and it said they made an iPhone app, and I had to read it a few times because, frankly. You know, they're, they're just so slow to do things because that's just sort of their MO. They're kind of cool like that. We'll do it when we want to do it. But they finally did it, and they did a good job, and it's a pretty darn simple app. And, of course, the first thing everyone's asking is, when are you going to do an Android app? But, you know, they did an iPhone app. I like it. Um, you know, I don't even have an iPhone. I have an iPod Touch, but it's still going to be incredibly powerful. And it's free, which doesn't really fit their business model, but maybe they'll charge for it eventually. No, actually, I, I think it does fit their business model because, you know, it's, it, it's you know, what's seriously, what's four bucks, you know, one time when you're bringing in, you That's know, true. 20, true. 30 bucks a month from your, your subscribers. It, it, it you know, there's, yeah. there's nickel and diming people and, and then there's, you know, there's free. So there's free. So there's yeah. free. Um, so I, I want to say that, of course, for those of you who don't know this, High Rise is an absolutely awesome uh, web-based, uh, I, I would call it a people management software or relationship management software. I, not just customers, not just clients, but uh, it's just it just helps you manage stuff, keeps your tasks in order, helps you keep on top of uh, you know just different notes on anything and everything. And it really, we I think we did an episode on uh, talking about just uh, high rise itself uh, several yeah, episodes ago. So yeah. I, what I'll do is I'll actually pull up my pr- production guide here and, and pull it up and give you an episode title. But Andy, t- just tell people, um, you know, what what is it do you think is the most exciting thing about this application? Now, you, you don't have an iPhone, but what why, right. why are you excited about it? You know, I think just a matter of as, as there's so many new technologies and ways of keeping track of things. It's another place that can be can be synchronized, can be a central hub for me to store things. I mean, if you think about it, you know, you could have people in your Google uh, account. You could have people in your phone. You could have people in your high rise. You could have people all over the place. And this is another place where uh, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to go, you know, open up your laptop to, to get to something now. You can just have your iPhone handy or iPod touch. So I, I'm excited because it simplifies my life again in another way. And that's really what I want. I want I want all my stuff in one place, but also accessible from many places. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 
Now, I happen to have an iPod, uh, an iPhone, and uh, I will tell you, this thing has an amaz- amazing feature. First of all, it's got your dashboard. For those of us who have high-rise, um, the dashboard is a place that will help allow you to see just per- about anything that's been happening recently with your business. Um, and then, of course, it's got your task list. You can add mm-hmm. tasks on the go, uh, which is really cool. The, yeah, the one thing, And then, of course, it's got your contacts. And mm-hmm. what I love most about this is it's not just reading the web. It is actually syncing this to your phone. So it took it took my it, because of the amount of contacts that I have in my contact list. It took about 10 minutes for it to do the initial load. That's how much data is in my contacts list. But now I'm able to pull it up. And even if I did not have an Internet connection, I would mm-hmm. be able to pull up contact information. Now, I used to have H contacts and I used to have Bungalow. Uh, I bought all these other applications that would kind of integrate with HiRise and they none of them quite did the job. This yeah. thing does it and does it right. Uh, it has all the notes that, you know, it, basically if I have like a bunch of notes stored in your contact file that I've copied and pasted, all of those are accessible to me. And get this, I have the the ability now with the iPhone to record a voice note. So let's just say that, Andy, I, you're my client. We just got off the phone with a consulting call and you said some pretty important things to me. And I want to make sure that the next time I get on the call with you, you know, a week and a half, two weeks down the road, that I remember to bring this up the next time we talk. So after sure. so after I get off the phone with you, I go to my iPhone, pull up your contact, and I click voice note. And it's basically a little voice recorder. And I just speak those notes into the iPhone and hit stop or hit save. And then once I hit save, it has that saved to my to your contact list so that when I pull you up in my high rise on the web from my desktop, that note is there and I can listen to it before our next phone call. Yeah. Now, I was doing this already, but I was using the voice memo app and then I had to email it to myself, save it to the desktop and then attach it as an audio file which, you know, it is a little bit of a work, but it was definitely beneficial, something that I did because it was valuable to me. Now it's available, one click of the button, and it syncs, and it's awesome. I love it. And, and, you know, people, I think a lot of people balk at, you know, why would you pay 30 bucks a month for that when you could pay eight bucks for something like Salesforce? But the bottom line is, my time is worth money, and, you know, all the workarounds and things like that, I, I need solutions that are solutions, not part of a, a you know, multi-solution. And I, I really see high-rise uh, for that. I mean, it is. It's hard to pay 30 versus 10 or whatever, but you know, it, it's one of those bills that I, I like to pay yeah. because I feel like it's giving me, you know, it's worth it. It's like when I bought my Mac. I paid more for that than I did for you know, two desktops, <laughs> but it's either worth it or it's not. And, yeah. and so I encourage folks, if you haven't checked out high-rise, please do. Um, Cliff, I want to ask a quick question about high rides for you though. Do you use the email function within your email to, to create tasks and new, no, new, uh, no, okay. no, I don't. Cause you're a control freak. I'm a control freak. I like to, okay. I like to be able to, you know, be in, in complete control of exactly how those look and all this other stuff. Okay. Well, for those who aren't complete control freaks and it's fine that you are, we love you, Cliff. Um, high rides has a feature where you can basically from your inbox, um, you know, from your, from your, wherever your email client is, you can send an email to high rise 
if, if you had an email from a new client, you could just forward it on to uh, HiRise and it gives you a unique uh, email address and it will then incorporate it into your HiRise account. So you don't have to go and cut and paste the information. You can just forward your email address and it'll automatically populate the name and email. And you can also add tasks for today, tomorrow, next week, all those sort of things. They give you a list of about seven or eight uh, email addresses and you can then use those email addresses to create uh, tasks and to-dos and deals and things like that. So just another way they're trying to add some shortcuts to your life instead of having to go and do it manually yeah. unless you really like to do it manually like Cliff. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I preferred... Actually, I don't do it manually myself. I'd have my virtual assistant do it, which is it's even better. Um, there you go. So I, I just hit forward and say, Andrea, can you add this to my client? And she does it for me. But she does it awesome. in a way that's different than the way that automatic does. And... You know, I, for me, I'm, I just, it's like, if I do that anyway, I'm just going to go in and make sure it happened. And I'm like, whatever. So yeah. the, the deal is, is maybe one day I'll, I'll let technology even further rule my life. Uh, but here's <laughs> the deal, you know, 29 bucks a month, you know, you said, you know, bills I like to pay. Absolutely. This thing mm-hmm. helps me earn. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, my virtual assistant, um, the first week that she started working for me, she mm-hmm. paid for two months of her services and I have her on retainer for 20 hours a month. One order, she one order that she followed up on paid for two months of her services. And I would have never in a million years made that sale had number one that I not hired her to follow up on things that I just didn't have time to follow up on myself. And number two, there would have been nothing to follow up on because before I was not tracking. I, I mean, I had paper copies everywhere and and Google Docs all over the place where I would talk to people and give them proposals, but certainly right. didn't have a follow up system. But man, I you know I I had this I got high rise and I all of a sudden you know I've got forty eight overdue tasks that says follow up on this potential sale, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, how do I keep up with all this? So I went out and got a virtual assistant and she starts. I teach her how to follow up on these things, and boom, sale, 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 sale. I'm like, this is sweet. So yeah. so. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm paying for high rise. I'm paying for my virtual assistant, and um, not to mention the fact I just paid. I just started another cloud computing software that I think I'll. I think you might be interested in hearing about. I I just left QuickBooks for desktop on my uh-huh. on the PC, and I just went to uh, QuickBooks Online. Really? Yeah. How much is that one? Well, if you go there, they only show two options. One's like 10 bucks a month, but you can't upgrade from, you can't upload and integrate your existing QuickBooks information. Right. Uh, so so then there's QuickBooks Plus, Online Plus, and I think that's 30 bucks a month. Uh, mm-hmm. Or so, I, I think it's 30 bucks a month. That might be 30. That's about right. Or it might be 39 a month. I can't remember. But anyway, I called them. I said, are you sure there's no other way? And she goes, well, we do have a middle plan that we don't advertise on the website. (laughs) And I said, that's the one I want. And and so, uh, yeah, I hooked up. I think it's like 24 bucks a month is what I'm paying. And it is beautiful. I, I, I did the integration. I looked at it. It pretty much functions exactly like my desktop software, only in the cloud. Mm -hmm. And it is, I'm in love. It it is just awesomeness. And yeah, yeah, now my virtual assistant can access my QuickBooks without doing log me in. It's just even easier. 
Um, yeah, and log me, it's great, but it is a little clunky to say the least. Yeah. You know, if you're really trying to do detailed work, you know, if you're just trying to log into your computer and pull a file, it's not that big a deal. But yeah, um, you know, it, it's you know, and you bring up a good point, Cliff. We were talking about paying for a service. You know, there's a there's a there's a site that I use, but I don't rely on it at all, and that's gist gist dot com, okay. and it it does a lot of those really cool integrations where you basically give it your your inbox. And it'll track, you know, your communication with someone. Uh, you can see their Twitter feed. You can add RSS feeds so I can go and see all of the activity that you've had on the web. You know, your Facebook, your Twitter, all those things, you know, basically who you are online uh, in one place, which is really cool. But I don't know what their their business model is. I don't know how they're making money. And so I don't lean on it at all. Right. You know, I, I, almost, I almost pretend it's not there. It's a really cool tool. And you know, I just read another article. They just they just bought some other company, and, and that's great. But honestly, I wish they charged me ten bucks a month or something. Because right. one, I would use it more, and two, I would have faith in them. Because you know, I think we all figured out you you have to have an income model, and it just it sort of stinks of free right now, and and, and not in a good way. But right. you know, it's it's good to have. Uh, you know, and I I think I told you. Did I tell you that I, I gave some money to the Wise Stamp? Yeah, that's last yeah, week. awesome stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and I encourage folks to do that. If you if you if you hear a a, a frustrate or a, a good product from us and it happens to be free, see if they're taking donations and give it to them. Now I know that Tungle does have um, and someone more in the chat room here. What's Tungle's business plan? Well, they they're really targeting um, what's the name of the um, the software that people use in in business for scheduling and. Um, Anyway, it's, it's escaping me. Um, but anyway, so they're they're targeting a Lotus. I think is it Lotus? Maybe. No. Nope. Yeah, I think. Anyway, so. yeah. Okay, so so they're targeting those users. And I asked, you know, our, the CEO we talked to, Mark. Uh, I, I said, "Are you going to take away things when you go paid?" He said, "No. Is what you have now, you'll always have. But when we have paid, there'll be other options on top of that." Right, and I'm good with that. I mean, I, I trust them as a company. In fact, they just sent me a bunch of T-shirts for this event that I'm going to for the Chris Brogan, Mitch Troll, Julian Smith thing um, because they're cool like that. So, yeah, yeah you got to have a business model. Um, otherwise, you know, you just raise a bunch of money and spend it. So, well, that is that is cool. And, and, and you know, um, actually, you mentioned Tungle. Tungle has a little update that they changed as a result a result of uh, overwhelming feedback that I'm very excited about. Yeah, they have added uh, 15-minute meetings, or actually, I should say, 15-minute increments. And you know, I think that's important because we don't always go in half-hour increments. And so you have to make some changes in your settings if you have it set to, you know, the default meeting time is 30 minutes minimum. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, go ahead and go into your settings if you're a Tumble user and, and change that. But when you go to, you know, offer a meeting time with someone or, or meet with someone, you can now do either a 15-minute meeting or a 45-minute or an hour and 15 minutes, so on and so forth. And that was because they got feedback from people. And, uh, you know, I think you and I were, were some of the first ones to give them that feedback, and they heard, and they incorporated it. So yeah, very, very, very cool stuff they're doing. That That is really good for me because I, I do a lot of consulting work. A lot of people, you know, they say, hey, I'd like to talk to you, see how, you know, how you can help me. And, and I, I mean, I don't need a whole half an hour to do, you know, my elevator pitch right. on how I can help somebody. You right. know, and right. it's like, hey, I'll tell you what, I'll give you, I'll give you 15 minutes of my time tomorrow. 
uh, why don't you do me a favor and go to this page? Uh, and then I always had to say, you know, it's, it's going to tell you that you can only do a 30 minute, you know, but just go ahead and choose a 30 minute block that will work for you. And right, right, right. we will start at that time, but only go for, it's like, it's no, I hate all that. And so what right. I did is I avoided using t- Tungle for those appointments. And I would just say, Hey, I've got a 15 minute appointment open tomorrow between this time and this time or this time and this time. And, and I mean, yeah, I was you're manual. not using the system. You exactly. Know? Exactly. And, yeah. and so this was huge. This is good stuff. I love the idea of a 15 minute appointment. Um, and, 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 you know, 15 minutes is just that sweet spot for, you know, to, to really, I mean, I, I love the fact that I could do two elevator pitches in a, or four elevator, elevator pitchers, pitches in an hour. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just really drum up some business that way. Absolutely. 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 You know, I, and I want to share the other end of Tungle and I just, I want to bring it up because I had the experience of it this week, the, the community I'm a part of free agent Academy with Kevin Miller um, you know, Dan's son, that they, they had a, a meeting with the professors, the people who are in the leadership of that, which I'm a part of, that leadership group. And we had nine people that needed a meeting together. And, you know, Chuck Bowen, who we both know, the business coach, he basically said, Andy, can you do that with Tungle? And I had never done it. I knew they could do it. But I sent, I, I because all these people are incorporated in my email account, I just started typing their addresses and up they come. And then you know, after I've written those nine email addresses, I didn't have to cut and paste. I just start of, start, started writing them. That takes about two, three minutes. I picked four different times that work for people. And these are people in literally four different time zones. I picked four times that, that would work for me because I was making the meeting. And then they all went in. And when everyone had chosen a time that worked for them, Cliff, uh, Tungle emails me and says, uh, hey, you're, you can book the meeting now. And I go in and it shows by each half hour time slot, how many people are available? Yeah. So I could hover over it and I could see five of the nine were available at this time because no, at no point were all nine available, but I just picked the one that the most people were available for, which was seven, and I booked it. And then it emails all them and says, the meeting's been booked for this time. That's and I'm awesome. not kidding. It took me like six minutes. It took me longer to explain that than it did to actually do it. Right. Anyway, I did, a, I did a, um, a video for it on my YouTube channel. Uh, so we can put a, a, sh- a link to that in the show notes. But um, you know, it's one of the things it's got to work for small business, but it's also got to work for large business, you know? Right. Jeff's in the chat room. He says, have you tried when is good.net? It is very similar and free. Uh, no, I haven't tried that. Uh, feel free folks to try that one out. I am very happy with Tungle. Uh, I mean, obviously they're not a sponsor or anything like that. They're also free. I wouldn't mind paying for their service if they charged a couple bucks a month or something like that. They're, they're that valuable to me. Um, and, and I, I, you know, we did have that interview with him and I, I do know that they got a revenue model coming. So, yeah. And I really appreciate two things I think is they are, and I don't know, maybe it's because they just started, uh, in the last few years, but I feel like they're updating a lot. They're, yes. they're tweaking and innovating in a really healthy way. Now I know you're not a big fan of the new widget and, and I'm not a huge fan of it either. I think it tries to do too much. Um, you know, it shows your whole schedule in one little widget. Yeah, I, I would be okay with just a button, <laughs> you know. But at the end of the day, I really feel like Tungle has a plan to be around a long time, and that they listen. I mean, I have a Tungle feed in my Hootsuite, and anytime anyone says anything negative about Tungle, I can guarantee within ten, fifteen minutes, someone from Tungle is going to say, "Hey, why don't you contact so and so at uh, support? We'd love to help out." 
you know, they, they, they get social media. They're doing a good job with it. So right. More, more tongue love. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I have a, a thing for you. Um, you know, we were talking about Tungle here and I'm sending out, you know, links to my Tungle page. I, I'm not a fan of the widget. I don't want to put that on my website. I just want to yep. send people, you know, by it, it's, you know, my, my schedule for you to request a meeting is by invitation only. I don't even put it in my email signature. Right. But you know, if you, if Andy, you and I've been can, having a conversation back and forth, and, and, uh, you know, we're doing things here and you say, Hey, I'd love to talk to you next week sometime. Let's go ahead and schedule that. And then what, check this out. I have a program on my Mac that, uh, by the way, have you heard of text expander? Have we talked about that yet? I have heard echoes of it. I haven't, I haven't, um, listened to, you, to the full explanation. You've got a Mac, you've got a Mac now, right? I do. Do you use it as your primary email system yet? Mm, well, I mean, I, I, I would like the same functionality that you're talking. I mean, that, that I've heard echoes of. Yeah. So if it could help, I mean, it, eventually it will move to my primary machine. I believe that. Well, I'll tell you what, it, t- it took me two years to get there. So, so no rush, <laughs> <clears throat> but let, let me tell you this. I was typing this all the time and it was always, it was always worded different and it would be more eloquent. It would sound nicer depending on how much time I had to respond to your email. And believe it or not, sometimes, sometimes, it would, I mean, I would actually, res- I would wait for maybe as much as a day or two before I respond to you just because I don't have time to type in a quick little two or three sentence pair, you know, thing to, to respond to you. I was just that busy. So check this out. I am actually, you're going to hear a little, a little sound, but on my keyboard, I'm going to say, <clears throat> excuse me, I apologize. Uh, anyway, I'm going to type in, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm typing this in Andy comma, and then I'm going to, you know, tab down or, uh, you know, return down to the next line. Uh, sure. Next week sounds great. Let's set, uh, yeah, let's schedule a meeting. All right. And then I'm going to do dot, dot, dot. And then I'm, I'm entering down. So this is a whole new line and I'm just going to type in these six characters. S S H E or S S C H E D. And you hear a little tink. I did. All right. So basically what it did is it took S S C H E D for, you know, S and then sched for schedule. And it says mm-hmm. here, it says now this an email actually says this, Andy, sure. Next, next week sounds great. Let's schedule a meeting to see my schedule of availability and to request a meeting with me. Please use the following link. HTTP colon slash slash podcast answer com slash schedule. Please let me know if you have any questions at all. And then I just type in cliff and then hit send. That's very, that sounds very personal, Cliff. It does. Which is the, which is the point. <laughs> exactly. And, and so these things that the text expander calls them snippets. All right. So let me, let me, if I do text expander and I'm going to do a Google cause I want to give everybody the website address. If you go smile, let's see, smile on my forward slash text expander. And I'll put this in the chat room for the people in the chat room. But anyway, uh, it's free for 30 days and, or no, wait. Yeah, it is free for 30 days, a 90 day money back guarantee. And it's $35 for this software. It's for Mac only, but it is awesome. And basically I can actually send an entire huge long email that mm-hmm. is just basically, you know, five little characters and boom, it, it'll, it'll just paste it right in there. 
And instead of having canned messages from the beginning all the way to the end, what I do is I have little snippets of little tiny chunks that I say over and over and over again. And so what I do is I type in little personal note and then I put in a little paste in a chunk, uh, you know, or a blurb or a snippet. And then I, I, I go down and say a little bit more that's personal. And then I paste in another blurb and then I go down and then it's like, yeah, let's meet. And then I paste, you know, I go down and do S S C H E D and my schedule goes in and then I sign my name and then boom, you've got a personalized email that would have normally taken me 20 to 30 minutes to formulate now takes me no more than a minute to two minutes. I think you're doing a key thing there, Cliff, which I think a lot of people could learn from, which is that it's not about being impersonal. You know, you still want to control the, the conversation, control what you're writing, but it is about, you know, being effective with your time. And I really don't like it when I can tell that someone took zero time to compose something to me that is actually personal. Yeah. And I think that you can with the, the, the method you're talking about. And I do this when people sign up for certain dif- different things with me. I'll have, you know, the canned messages in Gmail. That's what I use. Mm-hmm. But I always leave gaps in there. Or actually, sometimes I'll, I'll say three things that might be true and I'll delete the other two, you know, like, thank you for, you know, um, listening to business tech weekly. If that's what they say, they heard about me. I might have, you know, uh, thank you for being a part of free might have all those different options or where they may have heard of me and I'll put them all in there and then I'll delete them. Uh, the other ones that don't apply. The point being you can, you can make something streamlined and still make it personal. You just have to know how to use the technology. Right. So, and, and I, and I tell you this cliff because, there is a person I signed up for a little product the other day, not because I wanted the product, um, you know, it was just a digital product, because I wanted to see how this person did their marketing and did their delivery of their digital content. And annoyingly amount of emails, and every single one of them is like, I've never done this before. You know, we've got this conference call tonight, and I've never given this good of a deal. And every day is like that, you know? Yeah. And I was just testing it out, and it's been really good. Because it's reminded me of how you should not market yourself. I mean, right. it is, that is so five, six, seven years ago, which is a long time, in sort of internet speak. I mean, it might work, but it's just for some people, but it's just annoying to me that every day this woman has this amazing deal, you know, and yet she has a website that looks like it costs $25. You know, right. I just, I don't, I don't, that's not going to be someone I will ever recommend to anyone else. Right. You know, um, these, the, the text expander is, is definitely a a huge save on time and, and, and you're right for me, it is about, it's not about being impersonal and just saying, I don't have time for you. It's about me being able to, you know, I'm saying the same thing over and over again anyway, but how can I actually just say it and, and have some consistency in the way Mm -hmm. that I communicate? So I'd much rather spend you know, and what I'm doing now is every time I write an email uh, and respond to somebody, I'm like, man, is this something I've said before several times? If it is, I'm going to take a little extra time right now, take more time than I normally would. And I want to be eloquent with the way that I word this. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to copy it and paste it into text expander so that I can use this in the future. All right. And Cliff, that's, that's applicable to so many other areas of business because You've done that with your digital products. I'm doing that now with, you know, building sites for people to where I can lower my cost big time if I, I automate it in a lot of ways, which is what I'm trying to do. And, and the lesson to be learned is 
you know, adapt to your market. If you're getting a lot of the same questions, don't get mad at people for asking the same questions. Find a system of answering those questions in a really systematic way, you know, a, a, a simple way. And so you've got a lot of people taking time from you, um, you know, and you were able to lower your costs for them, lower your price, um, but also free up your time. And, you know, for me, as I start to get out more products, it's, it's for me, it's people who need those solutions, but don't want to necessarily pay the full price. And so I'm, I'm more than willing to trade products, um, you know, for money. And, and so it, it's one of those things that you just have to take a look at your own system and figure out, uh, you know, how can I streamline things? And, you know, we talk a lot about digital products and sort of the digital world uh, here because, you know, you're obviously a podcast answer man and I'm helping people with a lot of free technology tools and tutorials and building websites and things like that. But this is definitely applicable to, you know, a retail situation. You know, how can you streamline your choices for people? How can you make it simpler? You know, could you have people order before they show up using an online form? You know, there's all kinds of things you could do to simplify. You just have to be willing to look at your business. And, and Cliff, again, kudos to you. I think you've done a good job at this of looking at it and saying, just because I've done it this way doesn't mean that I have to keep doing it that way because that's sort of the death of business. You know, why are you doing it? Oh, because we've always done it that way. Well, right. that's not a very good reason. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, um, let's see here. You wanted to give a little update to last week's uh, topic that of add-ons. You have some additional ones that you think that maybe were, are valuable to go back and just say, hey, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's do this. Yeah, well, one of them is, and, and thanks to my friend Luis from church, um, it's funny, I was like, hey, that he emailed me these. I'm like, Luis, I know someone named Luis. I'm like, oh, that's my friend from church. And I'm used to these people listening in England and all over the place. And I was like, oh, yeah, we can have local people listen, too. So it was kind of fun. I was like, I'll see him on Sunday instead of strangers, you know. Yeah. So he emails me and he says, uh, he says you know, you may, have list, you may have missed out on two good ones. And one I actually do use now, and it's called LastPass. And it's a password manager. And I have found it to be very robust, very safe. Um, you know, it, it captures them well. It fills in, uh, you know, them well. And, and so it's LastPass.com. And it, it is good basically for every... Uh, browser and so on and so forth and, and platform and, and it works across all the platforms which is what I really like um, so on multiple computers I have had some issues with it in Chrome uh, it just not not working <laughs> and so uh, and I have to look into if I'm doing something wrong um, but LastPass is a good password manager and then he mentioned another one called AutoCopy and this is for Firefox and basically you select text and it's automatically copied to the clipboard and you know it that's one of those things that if you if, if it's not something I would use, but if you find yourself needing to, you know, copy text, you know, again and again and again, it, it again it might save you a few keystrokes every day. Well, that that adds up. And I wanted to ask you, Cliff, have you moved all the way to Chrome now? Because my Firefox within my Google Apps is like dreadfully slow. It's well, like frustrating the heck out of me. I had on my on my PC on my Windows based system, I had moved completely over to Chrome. I mean, 100%. Uh -huh. Firefox was just almost completely unresponsive for me most of the time. Um, and Really? And, yeah. Wait, let me jump in. So it was slowing down big time, you're yeah, saying? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. It was... I mean, cause fire, I mean, I paused there because Firefox, you know, you went from Internet Explorer to Firefox and it was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is this is 10 times better. But really, I just had such a booger of a time with, with Firefox 
Uh, but it's really just with my Google app. So tell me about your move now. So you yeah. moved, yeah, it was your PC, now your Mac guy. Yeah, well, so, now, so, so then I went out and I got a new Mac. And now this Mac is my primary machine. And I will tell you what, I'm back to Firefox on the Mac. And I love it. It yeah. is yeah. awesome. Uh, Google Chrome on the Mac is a few steps behind Google Chrome on 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 the Windows systems. Okay. They're, okay. they're, they're just a few steps behind, you know, they're late to the game on the Mac side of things. So I'm not ready to make the switch over to Google Chrome. Now I have Google Chrome on the Mac and I, there is a way that you can go in and kind of force things to work, you know, get some applications up and running and, and some extensions running on it and stuff. But, uh, Firefox is definitely a lot more stable on the Mac and right. it is speedy fast on the Mac, especially what, with what the Mac. What version are you on? What version of Firefox are you using? On my Mac? The latest? Or? Yeah. yeah. Let me uh, tell you real quick. I've got it pulled up here. So help. I am uh, 3.5.8. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe that's the latest one. I just know that every time I've tried to bump up with Firefox, mm-hmm. you know, something's broken. You know, yeah. I have to wait a while. And, and and sometimes it's actually been some Google stuff that didn't work with the newest version. So, yeah. And, and I think that's just a good caution, Cliff. And you, you've, you've done a good job of teaching me this as well as just because you can update it does not mean that you should. Right. You know, uh, and that's sort of universal, you know, uh, because if you have other things that are connected to that, a lot of times they won't be compatible, you know? So right. just, a, now, just a heads now up in the chat that. room, they're saying three, six, two is the latest on Firefox, but let me just look here. Cause I think that might be on the PC side. I don't know if, if they keep the releases the same on the Mac, but I'll, I'll tell you, uh, they got three six two for Mac OS. So yeah, yeah three, so three six two is the latest for, for that. So I will tell you right now, I'm using, I'm using three five eight. So three five eight is beautiful on my Mac. <laughs> there you go, there you go. And yeah. by the way, just go to is it olderversion.com or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I always have to search for them though. <laughs> yeah, the, if you just, actually just do just do older version software. Let me do a Google search. This is good to know for anybody. Um, oldversion.com. There you go. There you go. Oldversion.com. Uh, just go there and pretty much anything you need, you'll be able to go and get the old versions of them. Although, why? Nice. So Mo- oh, there it is. It's under Mozilla Firefox. So if I click on that, I mean, I can go all the way de- to Firefox point- 0.8 if I wanted to. <laughs> so, that might be fun someday to do that just yeah. see how far you've come yeah, yeah. so anyway yeah uh, oldversion.com there's a there's a bunch of other services out there that are just like that too you just look for old version software on google and you'll find them yeah anyway so so can i just tell you i i, I did i went out and got a brand new mac I, I, you know andy i've you know the whole i'm a mac i'm a pc thing i <laughs> i've i've been on the fence you know back and forth i i, I have I, now I have in my studio three Macs and uh, two PCs, no, three PCs. And I have, even though I know all about how awesome Mac is, I have always used a PC as my primary computer. And just just this past weekend, I made the, uh, I made the run to the Apple store for several reasons. Um, I made the decision to buy my first actual iMac and I went out and I bought the 27 inch iMac, which is like, it's like a big, huge honking HD TV. 
<laughs> and uh, it is it is large. It is it is amazing, and I'm in love. It's <laughs> it cut. Check this out. I, I'll just tell you a little bit about it. It's got it's got just a little bit over a three gigahertz processor. It comes with four gigabytes of RAM. It comes with a one terabyte hard drive. Uh, it, a 27 inch HD 16 by nine display. And this thing has the ability I've the other day, um, actually yesterday I was processing an audio file. Uh, I was rendering a video, editing another video while iTunes was up and running. Photoshop was up and running. Firefox was up and running. Uh, Chrome was up and running. Uh, Skype was up and running. Adium was up and running. And uh, Windows XP, of course, was up and running in parallels. The video was rendered faster than a video has ever rendered for me before on my prior MacBook because it's an old, old MacBook with only, you know, it was just an old, old MacBook. But it was doing all of those things super, super snappy. I mean, the fastest I've ever dealt with. Get get this. I got this entire system, three years of of warranty, Apple Care warranty, all sure. of that under two thousand dollars. Beauty, all Beauty. of that. And here, I want I want to actually approach something, a topic that we don't need to get too deep into, it, Cliff. But I think it's important, especially for our, you know our listener base, because I know that they're very tech savvy. You know, some of them are business owners, some of them are not. But I, I think, frankly, they they know their way around the net and they know, you know, the, the new products are coming out. Maybe listen to help. I got a Mac, you know, but here's the bottom line. A lot of people will just go get something because it's new. And I think Mac people are probably the most, <laughs> you know, loyal of, of fans. But I just want to really encourage folks, you know, really think through how you can use hardware in your business. Because Cliff, all those things you were talking about, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I could have seven chat you know, seven chat windows open and I could watch four YouTube videos and, you know, update my Facebook, you know, none of those are work related necessarily. Right. You know, the point is what, what can you get hardware wise that will help your business? I.e., I just bought a MacBook pro because I need to do some video work and I wanted to do it on a Mac. And so I invested and it paid for itself right away Oh um, yeah. with, with a contract I got. So, you know, th- and that's another great way of, are you going to get something? Well, Find a way to pay for it through a job or, you know, you know, immediately paying for itself. You'll feel a lot better about uh, adopting, uh, adopting new uh, hardware software. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for the small to medium sized business owner, number one, uh, there is the immediate tax write off, obviously. Uh, number two, uh, you know, there's a there's just a huge business. There's just a huge benefit. Number one to to saving money and purchasing with cash. And and, sure. and 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 doing business without debt. I mean, there, there's some huge, huge benefits to being able to do that. Uh, but here's here's the situation. I, I sit there and I, I thought to myself, why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this? And, um, you know, I want the, the thing is, is I was doing I've been doing these video training tutorial products, these digital products that I've been making. I've been working on these since the uh, third week of January or no second week of January. And I'll be honest with you, I, I've been getting about one out a week. And that's because, you know, just sitting down and doing it uh, takes about a couple hours. And then all of a sudden to render that thing, I have to let it sit in the background and just render. And I mean, it can take all day 
really not all day. It can take about an hour and a half to render what part one of four and then an hour and a half to render part two of four. And it was, I mean, you, I'm talking an entire day to create one digital or just to do post-production on one digital product. Andy, I took, you know, I, I basically, I recorded seven of these two hour sessions uh, mm-hmm. and it would take an entire day to do it on my old one. And I knew that if I could just, if I had a bigger system that had, you know, faster, speeder, hard drive, uh, I'm sorry. Well, number one, I was, I was out of hard drive space. That was the other thing I kept, kept <laughs> to, I had to keep moving files off to an external drive. That was frustrating. So it was it was taking an entire day to do one. Andy, I took and I processed, uh, I edited and processed parts one, two, three, and four of an entire two-hour training session. I did it all in two hours. And and by the way, at the end of the two hours, all four of the completed video projects were all uploaded to the web. Wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And, and that's a great example of this hardware saved me this much time, yeah. <laughs> you know, to get this product out, this or that. You know, I had a conversation. It's funny, you know, I, I didn't know this, but when you buy a Mac, you actually become part of the sales staff. Uh, for yeah. <clears throat> you don't yeah. get paid for that, but um, you do become part of it because I've had three conversations, two of which have led to purchases already for other people. Yep. And I had a conversation with um, an awesome lady in Texas today. And she said, you know, I, I have all these people in my life that are PC and they're like, they're, they're big PC fans or something like that. And I said, I didn't know there was such a thing as a PC fan. <laughs> and then she's like, well, yeah, because, you know, like they all, they all think that tech support's great. And I said, well, let me pause with, let me pause and ask you to pause there because the thing about a Mac is you don't need tech support. <laughs> that's, that, that's the other thing that, that I like about it is what I ask it to do, it does for me. And, and the other part of it is, and she's gonna, she's in a consulting slash coaching role. And I said, you know, tell me about your hardware right now. She's I have a Dell 15 inch, so on and so forth. I said, have you ever like gone to a meeting with someone and you put that down and they go, whoa, that's a really nice Dell. And she said, no. <laughs> I said, everywhere I take my Mac, people are like, hey, that's a really nice computer. And part of it is communicating an image. I mean, that, honestly, that's another part of it. Now you don't get it just because it's cool looking. But I think you get it because it does communicate that you've invested in your business. Now, I'm not saying if you get a PC, you're cheap and you don't care about your business and yada, yada. I'm just saying it, it is another draw for me uh, to own it is that, you know, when I work with people or when I'm working on something with someone, it can see that, you know, I have this higher end. I didn't go get the cheapest thing. And, and I think that communicates something. Yeah. Well, it, th- this is a nice machine. Uh, I talk a, a great deal more about it in my podcast, uh, Help I Got a Mac. If you go to helpigotamac.com, uh, podcast episode number 112. And since I'm plugging uh, other podcasts, I want to let people know uh, we did a we did a whole uh, discussion about Google Mail a little while back. Well, um, my friend and co-host uh, of the Social Media Serenity podcast, Eric Fisher, brought up the topic of inbox zero. And if you haven't ever heard about my obsessive compulsive uh, desire to be at inbox zero at all times, uh, this, this we are doing a three-part series on inbox zero. If you just head over to socialmediaserenity.com and episode number 33 is already out there. 34 will be up there tomorrow. And uh, we're going to do 35 next week. So that again, that's at socialmediaserenity.com. Uh, episodes 33 through 35 will be inbox zero parts one, two, and three. 
Yeah, and I already participate in Inbox Zero in that, like, it's a goal. It's not my reality right now. But I think it's one of those things you can always take that refresher. Um, you know, people really believe they they should maybe keep some email in their inbox for, you know, certain tracking reasons. But I can tell you there's, there's a satisfaction of having a clean plate, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, that, that I think really comes with having a, a good hard day's work put in. So. Yeah. Def, definitely, uh, I, I've listened to part of one of those shows, and I'll be listening to all of them later on. So, excellent. Um, and that's and that's social media serenity, right? Yes. And uh, awesome. okay. And and one other thing, uh, I I think I told you guys about the virtual assistant podcast. I want to say thank you to everybody who called in and left uh, voicemails with questions. I met last Friday. I got on the phone last Friday with the owner of Contemporary VA, uh, ContemporaryVA.com. And I pitched the idea of my uh, podcast and she signed on immediately. And so I have a sponsor for the first three months at least and probably beyond that of uh, virtualassistantpodcast.com. Congratulations, man. That'll yeah. be a good one. It is, it is going to be a lot of fun. And if you guys still have questions, you can, call, of course, call 859-795-4067 Andy, uh, real quick here, and, and of course, I'm going to interview you for the Virtual Assistant Podcast eventually, uh, but real quick, we we haven't talked about this a whole lot, but have you yet delegated anything to your virtual assistant? You know, I had a really um, sort of a tedious project and involved a lot of detailed stuff um, that I, I flat out, it was just miserable. Uh, I, I didn't want to start it. I didn't try to start it. Uh, it just, it was just one of those things where you know, if I could do, if I could floss instead of doing that project, I would have flossed, you know? Yep. Um, so I delegated it and she did a phenomenal job. So there's definitely a place for it in different people's businesses. Uh, you know, if you're at the point where, you know, it, it can pay for itself. And, and I, I would also stress that you have to have your own ducks in a row to do something like that. You can't just bring someone on, um, and expect them to just jump in and do stuff. You have to be able to delegate things. You know, they're not going to babysit you and, um, you know, look over your shoulder. You, you have to be able to hand things off to them. Um, but definitely for certain businesses, it's it's a great investment. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad that uh, at least she's worked out for you there. And uh, I know that you and I are using the same virtual assistant and she is wonderful. My wife, you know, a quote from my wife is, I love Andrea. That's what my wife says about my virtual assistant. Yeah, uh, she and her and their company is very professional. Very that, professional. There's there's no doubt about that. And she herself is very gifted and and um we don't have to say this on air, but she, she she's a VA for someone else we know. Yep. And um it's just funny how the internet connects people. So yeah. Totally totally random stuff. So Absolutely. Yeah. All right, uh, let's see here. So I think we've covered just about everything. Uh, let's see, we're at forty-six minutes. I'll tell you what, Andy. Let's 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 tell people what we're going to talk about uh, next week. Next week, we're going to talk about uh, the value of human contact, face-to-face contact. <laughs> is that right? Absolutely, we and, absolutely are. And and the reason being is sitting with me today here in my studio, if you will is Kirk Anderson of interactive123.com. He's a part of the, the community and has been a friend of mine for years. And I, this is a, today is the first day we've ever seen each other face-to-face in person. So after hundreds of hours of talking to each other, we finally get to 
hang out. We're going to go to an event um, with uh, Chris Brogan and, and, and Mitch, um, Mitch Joel and some other folks here in town. And, uh, you know, there's just there's there's real worth to that clip. I know that you've met a lot of folks face to face, but those, those relationships started online. So we're going to talk about building relationships online for business, but then also finding a way to meet up in person and, and the value of that. Absolutely. We'll talk we'll talk a little bit about that next week. And also uh, some interesting uh, chat was happening in the chat room before we got started today. And it was talking about the paralysis by analysis. And this is a plague that gets so many businesses and keeps so many things from getting off the ground. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about that, maybe some of our own struggles and what we did to overcome it and some of our uh, some of our other things that we're doing to avoid paralysis by analysis. And of course, we'll, ta- we'll talk about anything else you want to talk about. If you call us on our voicemail feedback hotline, uh, you can do that at 859-795-4067. Again, 859-795-4067. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that voicemail hotline is open and available to you. So, uh, Andy, you've got, you're going to this conference with uh, these, these guys. What's the name of this conference and where's this thing at? Well, it's in my hometown in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and uh, it's called OTA Sessions, OTA Sessions, and um, very, very excited. It's going to be a group of about 200 people, so a nice small audience, and been trained some emails back and forth with Mitch, and I told him to be, be, uh, be, be ready to be in the middle of nowhere. Awesome. It's going to be fun. Very, very cool. Well, folks, we will be back again next week. So please do give us a call uh, and uh, ask us some questions and we'll be back. And I'm sure that uh, Andy's going to share with us some things that he hears at this awesome session that he's going to. Anyway, until next week, everybody join the community. Community.